You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us now, the former Packer and Badger running back, uh, my partner for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, and also for the first round of the NFL Draft, uh, Gary Ellison now joining us. Gee, how you been, buddy? Good, good, man. Let's just do this, man. It's a lot of excitement. Jeez. It. It's exciting. Did you? Uh, here's my question. I mean, the reaction, your your gut reaction to the draft. Uh, puzzling, puzzling. Yeah. And and then it and then when they took the three offensive linemen, you know, together there, puzzling. Um, but then after you, after you step away and then you you regroup after you get past your feelings. Um, I think you kind of understand what they're doing. I mean, you may not like it. I mean, I had predicted that they would take Jonathan Taylor in the first or the second round. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you and I go to all these games, Bills, and we hear all this. And I had it was rumored, and we had heard this, at least I had heard this up there, that they wanted another running back to, to go with Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and that's why I say if, if he's available in the second round, maybe they take him or that they may move up. So – Although that guy shocked me, AJ Dillon shocked me that they took that guy. Uh, but I I know what they're trying to do. I mean, I, I the Jordan Love pick was most definitely a shocker, um, because I didn't see them trading up to get that guy. I mean, I think they not brought in, but they had talks with Jordan Love and they had talks with Jalen Hurts. So I think there were some feelings out there that they. I just didn't think they'd take a quarter. I mean, I thought Jalen Hurts, they'd take him, but maybe like third or fourth round. I thought they'd take a quarterback in this year's draft, but not in the first round and not to trade up to go get him. Yeah, I uh, the, the, the love thing, I understand if you're trying to hedge your bets for the future. And yeah, that's all that is. That's all that, it is. That I get. Um, you know, it's like I said, when I'm sitting there listening to Brian Gutekinds talk about how they currently have a quarterback who's one of the greatest to ever lace him up, and every year that Aaron Rodgers is on your team, you're always going for a championship. Well, my question is, okay, what did you do to better your team to go for a championship? Is it just the the running back Dylan, and then obviously the kind of the tight end slash H-back that's going to help your offense because you want to be more run-oriented? I mean, is, is, is that is? But to me, yeah. I'm also thinking to myself, you also couldn't stop the run. What did you do right. to get better there? Well, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that it could have happened and taken place. And that because we heard the talk out of Green Bay after the last game that maybe there are some things that they didn't do that they should have done. And maybe Mike Pettin Mike says, I got this. We're, we're good enough. We can do it. We just didn't do what we needed to do defensively to beat San Francisco. I got this. That, that could be the talk. I don't know. Uh, but most certainly, you didn't feel a void there. I thought that they need a defensive lineman to be stout. Now they got the Camille Martin kid out of uh, linebacker out of um, 
Minnesota. We're going to have Daryl Thompson, the former Packer, and he's the voice of the Minnesota Gophers. We're going to have him on a big show today, and he's going to talk a little bit about this kid. But here's a kid that, that was hurt, though, had knee surgery. So it really didn't finish the year. So, I mean, you, you draft a kid that that was banged up. And to you know that so that was your that was your first pick on the second day, Bill. And so um, I don't. I I just defensively they just didn't do they, unless unless like I say they talked to Mike Patton. Patton says I got it. We 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 know what we need to do. That's the only thing I, that you can yeah. you can venture to say. I and again I I I appreciate the linebacker pick. Uh, I, that's about know, what it is. You're, but you appreciate a guy that, they, that was hurt, Bill. Yeah, I hate. I hate the, I... the Packers have have been known for drafting guys that are hurt, and when they're hurt in college, normally they're hurting in the pro game too. Mm. It's just it just does. Uh, it just is. The uh, the defensive front: Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, Montrevious Adams, now Jonathan Garvin. Any of those guys do you feel that are really stout quality alongside Kenny Clark? As a as a today, no. Yeah, I don't either. Right? As so a when today, you talk no. about stuff in the run and keeping guys yeah. off of linebackers, I as a you know, today, the one no. cat you and I did like last year, he never really saw the field, but that was Ty Summers, who had a ton of speed. Right. Uh there, and I liked him. I he just never found the field for whatever reason. And so you've got Ty Summers, you got Owen Burks, you've got uh, Kamal Martin, and so you got at least three, four guys that's going to look to try to join Christian Kirksey. Kirksey's going to be a starter. So you've got four guys that need to figure out who's going to be the other guy beside him. Defensively in the secondary, they uh, picked up uh, Vernon Scott to go behind uh, Darnell Savage Jr. I, I like, really like Darnell Savage Jr. I, I think he came on as a player. I think their secondaries really pretty good anchored back there by adrian amos and i still think they probably end up with uh bringing back uh, uh tremont williams just because uh because of his knowledge and the cat kills still can play he's a tremendous right. backup well so at I this still point think bring what, back. well right at this point you're bringing back tremont williams because you really didn't do anything to address it here's a guy to play 80 percent 80 percent of your snaps in the secondary last year he's right. not going anywhere i mean that you you have right. to you have to bring him back. So and so you you didn't go. Now this kid that they got, you're right, uh, Vernon Scott out of TCU, about six two. But this kid can play in the box, and he can and and he can play in some corner. And they play a lot of man at TCU. So he's he's a guy that that can play um, some man coverage for that can play some slot. But when you draft a guy that late, that, that those are normally you looking at special teams guys. The, Not saying uh, never, but that's what you're right. looking at down there. The Josiah Daguerre pick uh, I find interesting. And, again, coming out of Cincinnati, I, I never watched him really play. But I texted uh, my buddy Mo Egger down there, um, and he said, look, this guy's special. He said, and just watch his film. He's got really soft hands. And so I went back and I watched. There's a couple of times he had passes over the top that he couldn't catch, but he just tipped them to himself and brought it in and made some really solid catches. But he got downfield quite a bit. He's not a big guy, but he got downfield quite a bit with decent speed. But he said, you know, look, they, they can also move him around. He was in motion a lot and did a lot of different things out, out of that uh, out of that offense. Uh, and that offense is an offshoot of what Urban Meyer used to run over at Ohio State. So – do you like that pick of Degara and kind of making him the next Danny Vitale, but a better route runner with better hands? So you got to move H back, 
that's what you got. And I had heard that they were going to do that with Jay Sternberger this year as well. He was going to be put in this move H-back position. Uh, you, you're, you're describing right. There's there's no breakaway speed. I think athleticism is very limited. You've got a really a zone guy, meaning that zone routes he can run, run some mm-hmm. shakes, you know, up in the middle there. It's not going to outrun anybody. Not athletic. Nothing like Jermichael Finley. Nothing like Jared Cook. Nothing like Jimmy Graham was. Uh, you, yeah, you got you just got a, a zone guy. And a zone guy means he, he can work the zone, sit in the zone, sit in the holes, do those types of things for his soft hands. But I, I just don't see the real athleticism that I was looking for out of that position. It feels like you can do a lot with them as far as the blocking schemes. Bill, you know what's going on here, right? You can see it. Right. You take yeah. you take this guy and you take three offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure they're able to run the football. There you go. And they want to have actions. They want to have the ability to move the chains in short yeah. yardage situations, short passing game. Uh, you still have now. Again, I, I I'm not sitting here saying they don't have anything when it comes to the wide receiving core because they do. But the only way this wide receiving core gets better is if Funches gives you an outlet. Marquez Valdez Scanley gets rid of the short arms, and Equinemia St. Brown becomes a solid slot. Then you've yes. got four decent wide receivers. Yes. Yep. That's it. That's, so that's, that's the way things yeah. work out. Right. And and then then along the way, Jordan Love is your next starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers in two or three years. And you hope that he's not this year if Aaron Rodgers should go down. And, oh, by the way, I hate saying this, and, oh, by the way, Aaron, if you don't want to get down with this, I have my guy. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out. You know, inside. Yeah, the that, well, that's how it's going to play out. You know, oh, I by mean, the I way, as, as, as far as feelings and attitude goes. Oh yeah, that I don't know, but it, it it is, it is a oh by the way, this is what we're doing, and if you can't do what we need for you to do, we have a guy, waiting. I mean, it feels eerily similar. Really, to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, because I do know there was a phone call made to Mike McCarthy, and that was, Mike, uh, we gonna let Brett go. Is Rodgers ready? Right. And Mike says, uh, maybe one more year, but yeah, I can get him. I can get him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what's gonna be. That's what's coming down the pike here. So, uh, how how do I? Do you think that uh, – let me ask you this. A lot of rumors and innuendos over the weekend and people screaming about Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekinds and Matt LaFleur. Do you think any of the rumors are true that Mark Murphy had anything to do with this draft other than to know who they were picking? If there ever was a time that you that you thought that Mark Murphy was involved, those rumors are dispelled. Right. I don't believe that Mark Murphy had anything to do with this draft nothing, other than to be told that if nothing. It, now, let nothing. me ask you this, and then I'll let you go. Nothing. Because this, this was brought up over the weekend. The Tyler Dunn article, and I hate to go back to that to the Bleacher Report, but if this is what you're talking about, that, oh, by the way, if you're not going to get down with this, you can go, do you then believe the phone call from Mark Murphy to Aaron Rodgers that says don't be the problem? And maybe that Aaron goes, was still a bit of the problem. It goes back to that as well. It does. I don't know. You and you guys got that sound bill. I mean, it just didn't sound right that you know Rogers is playing jokes on the head coach, and I can't hear my quarterback's ear, my helmet, and I, I want to loosen right. them up a little bit. Eh, 
those kind of things you don't do. I mean, it's it's okay to be the joke guy and, and throw off stink bombs in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, but the 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 certain jokes I think with your coach specifically crosses the line and for me I think those are those were one of the things where he thought it was funny I didn't I didn't as a player I just speak for myself as a player I didn't find that to be funny to to pretend that my helmet is not working and I can't hear you and then and then he says and then and then he says, I don't know if you guys had the sign go back and find. I know, I know Mike Clemens had it. And then he says uh, that, well, what is he calling now? This is what Aaron Rodgers says about Lafleur. Well, what is he calling now? Which means that there had to be something. I'm looking. I'm being. I'm, I'm totally being a media guy here. But which means there had totally been something that Rodgers is off script and doing something that Lafleur really didn't know. Now we know that did happen in training camp from up close. Because Lafleur even talked about that day one in training camp where there was a mm-hmm. play he knew the play was designed to go over here because they scripted all the plays. Roger caught off script and threw it somewhere else. But Jimmy right. Graham was open, but he tried to do something different. I, I think a lot of that stuff is was in play, is in play, and I don't know if you read all this information about um, that Matt Lafleur was adamant about Jordan Love. That's almost unheard of as well. Right. No, that I did read. I did hear about all that as well. That's the reason. And then we hear today that the Packers actually tried to trade up with the Vikings. Tried to tried to trade with the Vikings. That's how adamant they were that they wanted Jordan Love. Yes. Because that's that's the guy that Matt Lafleur felt but, would fit. The right. It was better. that Matt Lafleur's urging, not not Brian Gutekunst. Right. And we were and we were when when we all this whole thing went down. We what what we thought about Lafleur. We didn't know like if. What what what's Lafleur here for? Is he here for to win the Super Bowl now with Aaron Rodgers, or is 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 he going to be here for the future, or is this long term? Well, I think we got a glimpse in this draft that it's really about Lafleur, his offense, what he wants, his personnel, yeah. and this is how his offense going to run. And in some ways, it it is about the future, and that these three offensive linemen bills. Bill, make no mistake about it. The running back, I thought they draft. I didn't think it would be this kid, but you've got Aaron Jones coming on a uh, coming up on a contract. He's going if he does what he does did what he did last year. He's going to make over ten million dollars. So they mm-hmm. protect themselves against that. You've got Bakhtiari coming up on some big money. They just gave that Tunsil got twenty two million dollars a year. So right. you know Bakhtiari wants at least twenty five or twenty six. So they draft three offensive linemen. So they they protect themselves there. Bill, do you realize the three best players on offense they drafted at? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, this was clearly no doubt about it. I know we're running late, but no doubt about it that they they drafted for uh, for some security uh, for the future and just in case yes. they do, they can't sign one or all of those guys. So, no yes. doubt. Gary, good stuff. Yeah, always thank you, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Gary, uh, Gary Ellison joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.